0: Hey there folks, welcome to another edition of the Bavada at odds podcast. I'm your host, Seth Everett, the head odds maker of Bavada is our favorite Canadian, the great Patrick Morrow. Patrick, how are you, buddy?
1: Well, I've always been told that I'm one in thirty-seven million, Seth, but it feels good to actually hear it from you for once. So oh, I uh...
0: thought about it. I don't know another person in Canada that I like. Uh...
1: Oh, okay. That's that's still pretty good.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I'm doing okay this week. Michael Bublé uh, is close.
1: Michael Bublé. I'm having a Michael Bublé sparkling water at this moment. Um. I uh, I mildly enjoy those commercials but I enjoy the water even more. Free plug. How do you like that? They're not even sponsoring the show but you know maybe we'll have to talk afterwards. Uh, we are in post July 4th malaise at the Moro house where we did so much good eating last week, you know, the sausages, the hot dogs, we at the potato salad, you know. I like to think for one day a year I'm at least American by proxy. 2 days a year actually because we do do American Thanksgiving up here as well. And so now we are, uh, you know, we're eating the salads. We're eating the grilled vegetable wraps. I made a soup yesterday. We are cleaning out the system and uh, uh, just just trying to stay cool. I don't know what's like where you are, but it is hot as hell up hot. here right yeah, now. Yeah, it's really it's hot. And it's
0: uh, right now we're, as we're recording. It's uh, about ninety three Fahrenheit with a lot of humidity, and it's about to rain, but it hasn't yet. And it's, so it's like that that bright sun. And, oh, it is, yeah, it's you can't go outside. <laughs> my br-
1: my browser's just got a big red circle over yeah. the cloud and the sun, kind of like a danger warning, which, you know, that, that feels good and safe. But, uh, yeah, but at least we have internet. I don't know if you saw last week, but, like, a third of Canada, maybe half of Canada was without internet yeah. when, because uh, we have, like, two major telecommunication providers. Rogers and Bell essentially cover most people's internet in the company. Uh, Rogers is like half of our arenas in Canada are named Rogers something or other than the other half are Bell. And it just went down last Friday. And that was if you had internet, which was half of Canada or a cell phone with Rogers, you were toast. You could not do anything. People couldn't call 911. Uh, you know, I, I, didn't, I enjoyed the peace and quiet for half the day. It was actually quite nice. But for a lot of people who do more serious things than me, it was a bit of an inconvenience
0: totally and uh it's it's one of those experiences where um you know we take it for granted we we totally take uh the the just the idea you know what i always check whenever it's going to be really hot i just i make sure my electric bills paid <laughs> like it, it, you know make sure it's it's nothing that's avoidable you know what i mean
1: yeah I continue to get grief because to this day, I have just stacks and stacks of actual paperbacks and hardcover books. I've never been a Kindle guy. I don't like to do the online reading as much as I can just because I spend too much time in front of screens. So whenever I can have the one thing in front of me. But uh, yeah, that served me pretty well last Friday. I finished a super forecasting which I wasn't expecting to finish. And it's all about, you know, diverse viewpoints. If you're a liberal, read more conservative shit. If you're conservative, read more liberal stuff, try and find yourself in the middle. And that those people more often than not are generally uh, pretty good at what they're doing when it comes to forecasting any events. And as someone who's uh, paid uh, ostensibly by Bavada to do stuff like that, I felt it would just be another tool in my tool chest, uh, especially as we look ahead to, you know, the midterms this upcoming fall, uh, you know, a summer of open championships, summer leagues underway right now. Uh, I've always said that I'm cursed at being, uh, you know, a pretty half decent generalist. So I'm you know, trying to kick it up another notch.
0: <laughs> the fun- it's very funny about the summer league because, uh, you know, in my day job with uh, iHeartMedia, I do sports updates. And I was doing Boston sports updates and I, you know, I was just making casual conversation and I said, well, this is going to be a lot of Red Sox. And they said, no, no, make sure the Celtics are in there. I'm like the Celtics it's July. And lo and behold, summer league.
1: Yeah. And I guess, um, you know, they, I, but uh, summer league I
0: has to be like preseason. Like you need a detail, not just who won and who lost.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like when you used to, Talk about covering MLB spring training. It wasn't about the score each day. It's about what guys are doing out there, what the reps they're getting, the chemistry That's that really- they're starting to build. Uh, but it, it's not even just pre-season. It's um it's, it's camp for guys, a lot of them, who won't be playing in the fall. Uh, you know, LeBron James isn't going to Summer League. Kevin Durant's not going to Summer League. These are guys that were just recently drafted and are starting to get their toes and kind of figure out what it's like to be part of an NBA team like that. I guess they're pushing the Celtics because I know we talked about it last week. Uh, I think Brogdon was the only big signing that I think I'm aware of. Or was it a trade or a signing? Doesn't matter. He's on the Celtics now. And they are still, looking at our updated futures board, Seth, since you brought it up, uh, they are still the ever so slight favorites to win the NBA championship next year. So Celtics fans can enjoy that for as long as uh, they can. We'll see if there's any other uh, shoes to drop in the offseason with free agency and any other pending trades. But yeah, I mean, it, uh, listen, if you're getting excited about summer league results, then you're probably the kind of guy that gets excited about MLB spring training results. And uh, the kind of guy that likes to be jeopardy when you're playing against nobody.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those interesting ones. All right. Uh, the golf world takes center stage. Uh, across the pond as we across say the, pond. the open championship uh, otherwise known as the british open uh you know i, I understand why they call it the british open because it's not the u.s open how about that that's that's enough of a reason uh but the open <laughs> championship uh live gambling going on also uh picking winners and things like that not uh, talking about live golf not talking
1: about well you know i'm sure they'll find a way to pepper it into the broadcast um But uh, no, listen, it's uh, a great golf event each year, uh, I'll admit, at a very young age. I thought it was always played at St. Andrews. I didn't know that they um, actually rotated around different courses until about a decade ago when I finally started to pay attention to this a little bit more. But uh, no, it's a cool tournament. It's a very different tournament, obviously, for a lot of these players to play in. Uh, The course is very unlike a lot of the uh, standard PGA Tour courses that these guys play on. Uh, looking at the updated odds right now, we currently have Roy McElroy as the favorite at 10 to one in terms of players that are getting interesting, interesting amount of betting on them so far, you are looking at, uh, yeah, pretty top heavy. Actually it's, it's Rory. It's Jordan Spieth, uh, 16 to one Xander Shoffley, uh, 16 to one as well. A little bit further down though, people taking shots, uh, Seamus power, super popular at 80 to one right now. And uh, well, you know, it, it wouldn't be a major, it wouldn't be Bavada betters if it wasn't players betting Tiger Woods at literally any price this time, 66 to one, if you like that. So actually the, the majority of all bets uh, or sorry, plurality, but uh, the most on individual player is on Tiger Woods, 66 to one. Uh, listen, uh, I, I know over the course of his career, Tiger Woods has, you know, definitely had his one-offs where he's hurt us in spots. As Come long on. as he Come keeps playing, as long as he can keep playing and we can book people betting Tiger Woods at 66 to one. Listen, it's always a great story if he does pull it off and he's hanging around contention on Sunday. But I'm telling you, folks, you probably haven't gotten a fair price on Tiger Woods at a lot of sports books in more than a couple of years. I'm not just outing ourselves and I'm probably going to catch on. crap for saying that, but I'm I'm not betting Tiger at 66 to one. I'm not betting him at 101. How do you like that?
0: I, you're not betting him hey you, come on you're, nobody's putting hard-earned money on on Tiger. You, you that's your heart that's just your, look i'd like him to win too i'd love it for him to win
1: beth i i've got to say that uh i have not been able to ascertain whether this money placed is hard-earned or otherwise procured but it's there it's placed on tiger woods more so than any other competitor in the field and uh Genu- genuinely, I thank them for their contribution.
0: Uh, some other contenders to win. Uh, Rory McIlroy, Xander Schauffele, Will Zalatoris, Scotty Scheffler, uh, John Rahm, uh, Jordan Spieth, Colin Marikawa. All of them are on the, uh, the leaderboard there. Brooks Kepka, our favorite uh, PGA defector. Uh, <laughs> Dustin Johnson, he's right up there. Um, we'll yeah, see. I don't. I know listen. we don't like to
1: give out picks, and so this is not a pick, but I would just say if you'd like some Pat Morrow solidarity, I am uh, a little bit of Shane Lowry at 25 to one, as well okay. as uh, I think I mentioned, uh, I took a little bit of a flyer on Ryan Fox at 80 to one, which I think is pretty widely available, whether it's with us or elsewhere. So if, uh, hey, listen, M- misery loves company. I've been getting my ass kicked uh, bed and golf recently uh, looking at uh, my updated personal chart but uh, I generally do a little bit uh, better than I do worse. So again, if you, if you, if, if you want to ride and die with Pat Morrow this weekend, a little bit of Shane Lowry and Ryan Fox, you could do worse.
0: Um, all right. So the, the, the open comes up this week. Uh, the uh, th- that should be a lot of fun. We'll talk about what happened uh, next week on the podcast. Also on Monday, uh, it'll be the uh, home run Derby. And on Tuesday, the all-star game, uh, the all-star game to take place in Los Angeles. This is a make good after the all-star game was canceled in 2020. Uh, So they give uh, Los Angeles the all-star game. The home run derby is always uh, something that uh, look. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Even during my days working for the league, I hated the home run derby. Um, Unless I was at the home run derby, I never saw it. Um, (laughs) I was at, I think, eight of them. Um, The home run derby is always an event It messes with guys' swings. Um, It's a weird thing. Who pitches to whom? Um, It's supposed to be just a big commercial for the sport, and so let it be. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. will participate. Uh, Pete Alonso will participate. Uh, And they also announced uh, Juan Soto and Kyle Schwarber, uh, as well as Albert Pujols has been announced into the Derby. Uh, He was named to the All-Star team as part of this new deal that the commissioner, uh, who's a criminal, um, decided <laughs> to uh, just choose a veteran and Pujols is is on the All-Star team. So good for him. That's very good.
1: And we were worried that I was going to be the one that was going to get us canceled. And you're you're just firing hot right at uh, Rob Manfred there. I like it. I'm not uh, I'm not no. uh, saying anything negative. No. How cool is it that uh, you know Pujols uh, gets that invite? Uh, you know, but it's kind of like a senior tour exemption in golf, but for the home run derby. I do wonder. Hopefully, they'll have brighter balls for him to hit, or maybe they can you know throw him a bigger one, something that might be a bit easier. Uh, so we, we don't have odds out there just yet. I like because-
0: Albert I, I feel Albert Pujols got a bad rap. He, was, he I, was an amazing player. He went to Anaheim, took the money, and uh, it just so happens that his best years were behind him. Oh, sure. No,
1: I, I don't begrudge him at all.
0: I, I think and everyone's fair play. For- and the Angels have had Mike Trout, and they stink, and they have this Otani, and they stink. They're they're mm-hmm. awful. They, 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 they have had these great players, and they still stink. So whose fault is that?
1: Yeah, I saw a- – <laughs> The Angels' record in June, when Otani pitched, was something like five and zero, and then they went like six and twelve the rest of the month. Uh, yeah, they they are garbage. It's they are worse average. Than that.
0: It's, it, it's much worse than that.
1: Yeah, I guess it'd have to be. Yeah, that's yeah, it's uh, like six yeah, and that's, eighteen. That's not six yeah. and eighteen, something like that. Either way, too long didn't read. The Angels are crap. Uh, if Otani is not playing uh, all nine uh, positions on the field, I guess Trout could play one, but. Yeah, it's, it's tough out there for the Angels. That's okay. I've uh, I've backed Angels not to make the playoffs. So I'm very much enjoying the fact that Otani can continue to do what he's doing, but he's not actually harming my bet, at least at this point. Obviously, we've got a long ways to go. But, uh, it, you know, it's, it's interesting, uh, the Home Run Derby, because I, I know you said that it's not an event that you particularly enjoy. And I, t- I totally get it. If, if you do not have a bet on the Home Run Derby, I would never turn it on. But that's the cool thing about it. We're only talking about it because you will be able to bet on the Home Run Derby once we have those other three competitors. We will have head-to-heads. We'll have the obvious outrights. You know, probably a good chance that Pete Alonso is going to be the favorite unless they uh, unless they put you know Casey at the bat in the field. But otherwise, it's you know (laughs) Pete Alonso is the two-time defending champ. He's absolutely crushed it. Alonso. Juan Juan Soto uh, was great last year, but still not enough. Uh, Kuna was pretty good in 2019 uh, when he last uh, contributed. Listen, Pujols, it's going to be a nice story, but he's not going to compete. But you will have all these odds. You will have the heads to head to heads. You will have farthest hit home run. These are all the, you know, the old faithful that we offer every single year and you will be able to rebet all of this stuff live as the event takes place so uh i mean if you are someone that is mildly interested in the home run derby great uh, but this is a great way to kick it up a couple notches uh dodger stadium is a pretty hitter friendly park so the balls should be flying out uh and as for the home run or the home run the all star game itself it's i don't know how you feel about it Seth it's mildly of interest to me that at least it uh does
0: it still determine world series uh Home field. Uh, does that I how it works? Don't think so. I think it's a uh, uh, best record now.
1: Oh, it's best record now. Okay, so it doesn't even <laughs> it doesn't even mean anything anymore from that point. But the amount of betting we get on the home run derby and on the uh, All Star game itself, just because of the quietness of the North American sports schedule, it's it's massive.
0: Yeah, uh, the home run I'm derby sure.
1: itself uh, that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I think that's the quietest 3 days of the entire year for the North American facing sports schedule. It's uh, uh, it, it's really quite nice. Uh, you know, like this is when guys on my team are taking vacation. I stick around. I like to do the Home Run Derby personally myself. So, if you want to know that you're going toe to toe against the But the Home Run Derby Monday gets night, more
0: bets than the All-Star game itself? Uh, no, it won't get
1: uh, you know what? With some of the future stuff, uh, we've seen positions bigger on Home Run Derby than uh, you know, AL versus NL, but pr- we're probably not going to get more handle on the home run derby, but the home run derby will get more money on it than say at least three or four different baseball games today that are actually meaningful and people are taking seriously and betting significant sums on and teams are actually trying to win. Uh, and we will have higher limits on these baseball games today, but the home run derby will take more money on it than more than it, more, more most of these average MLB games. Wow.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. It, it, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going to sit here and bash it. It's it, it's good, and I I hope that uh, people enjoy it, and I hope the game is compelling. You know, like I said, I've been to probably a ten All Star games in my life. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about all the All Star games that I've been to and home run derbies, and the last one I went to was in 2017. Okay. You know, when I when I worked for Major League Baseball, we went every year and then afterwards I went to the ones I went to the no, I went to the one in 2019 in Washington. I went to the Home Run Derby and the 2019 was the last one I saw. Yeah, and then 2020 it got canceled and then like I said this year I haven't I haven't covered baseball, so it's different.
1: Yeah, it's uh I don't know. I, I just I just hope Rob Manford has a nice All Star break. How about that? Friend of the show, right?
0: Friend of the show. Well, he listens to my other podcast, so I know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I listen. I can tell great Rob Manford stories. Um, and no, the and the and the good ones, the clean ones. Um, <laughs> in 2002, Rob Manford was a lawyer for the league, and it was the labor negotiations for the almost strike of 2002. It's the closest major league baseball got to a strike without having an actual work stoppage. Um, you know, remember last labor deal, they had a work stoppage, you know, for six months or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And my job at MLB, we did a radio show that ended around six, I think six or seven. And my job afterwards was to go over across town to, to park Avenue where the commissioner's office uh, was, the whole, you know, it, it was located. Uh, 245 Park Avenue. I remember it like it was yesterday. And we used to camp out in the lobby. And if a deal was struck or they cut off talks, we would be there for the night. That was my gig every day. And so at the end of every night, we knew our signal that the night was over was Rob Manford walking downstairs. Like as soon as he came out from the elevator, we knew the night was over because Mm. unless he's in the room, they're not doing anything. And uh, that eventually got into a lot of talk, a lot of interviews, and then it turned into pizza. Then it turned into beers (laughs) It turned into we would just hang out at diners and and, you know, it was it was something we did. If I had thought at any moment that there was a chance in heck that Rob Manfred would be the commissioner of baseball, I would Mm -hmm. have treated him very differently (laughs) I had no idea and I always thought the late great uh, Jimmy Lee Solomon who's a a former executive with baseball I thought he was next in line to be the commissioner Mm. and I would kiss that guy's ring I was like he's the man he is the future of the sport not this not this Rob guy (laughs) and back the wrong horse I literally (laughs) fell out of my chair when I found out when Bud announced Bud Seelig announced that he was retiring. He yeah. I was dumbfounded about <laughs> the possibility who was going to be the replacement. And when I heard that it was Rob Manfred, I fell out of my chair. I was like, no stinking way. And then uh, some mutual friends of ours uh, were unceremoniously fired from the league. This guy mm-hmm. named Eddie Dominguez, who's a former uh, police detective uh, who was in the MLB security. And then he did MLB investigations um, and found out a bunch of stuff and was unceremoniously fired and wrote a book about it called Baseball Cop. You can find the book anywhere. You you know, go to Amazon. It's prime day. It's probably dirt cheap. Um, and it's a book. And the thing about the book is it's not just my friend Eddie who wrote it. Two of the preeminent uh, investigative journalist this lady uh, Terry Thompson and this gentleman Christian Red, uh, wrote the book Baseball Cop and what I did on my Sports with Friends podcast is I put both of them on after Eddie meaning it's not just a disgruntled employee like this stuff was vetted and proven to be accurate and the Nationals in 2019 made the World Series and I was credentialed to go and something came up where I had to be in Syracuse, New York. Remember I, t- I teach that class. And mm-hmm. there was some event going on in Syracuse that I had to be at. I couldn't be at the world series in DC. I live in New Jersey. So it's four hours North or four hours South. C- I couldn't be in both places. And I emailed baseball and I said, Hey, I can't use the credential uh, you know, give my seat to somebody else because that's a that's an unwritten rule in the media. If you get credentialed for an event, you go. You have to, yeah, you you go. And if you don't go and don't tell them, you can get blacklisted. Jeez. And that's in all sports. That's in all sport. If you get a Super Bowl pass. Okay, if you have a pass. Well, yeah, I can see if you're if you pass on the super. But Bowl. but it, but it's for any anything like it, yeah. obviously the bigger the event, you know. Sure. But if, if if you don't go and you email them and you say, or you know, call them or whatever, you tell them, hey, something's come up, I can't be there. Take you know, give my seat up. That's a that's considered good etiquette, right? You know what I mean? That's okay. You're allowed to not go. You're not beholden to go. But it, for example, this weekend there's a Formula E race. I know there's going to be odds on it. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, i'll be attending the formula e race in new york if i couldn't make it i would have to tell formula e hey i'm not taking my pass right like that's a thing so i, e- I emailed baseball my two buddies in uh, pr and i said hey i can't be there and they said oh that's too bad uh commissioner manford was looking for you Ooh. <laughs> and, and lo and behold he had heard the podcast I did with Eddie Dominguez on sports with friends and wanted to refute it. Interesting. And so I wrote back and I said, well, isn't he going to be in New York after the world series? I'll come down and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll bring my microphone. We'll do a podcast. I'll have Rob Manford on, on sports with friends. And they wrote back and they said, no, (laughs) you can, you can talk. How about no, uh, but then, but then maybe podcast. And Mm. We scheduled it and it kept getting moved. And then the next thing, COVID hit, and that was it. Oh my gosh! So we thank uh, Rob Manford for his support of the podcast. We ask him to rate and review.
1: I thank you, Seth, for reminding me that uh, it's Prime Day right now. I clearly screwed up yesterday because I ordered a bunch of stuff for the office yesterday off Amazon. I did it one day early, but uh, that's okay. I'm going to expense it anyways.
0: Yeah, I can just imagine. I I, I can just just imagine. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's where it lies. And, um, yeah, if the, if the all-star game was in Philadelphia or Baltimore or, you know, somewhere drivable, I would consider, you know, but, uh, um, oh, I absolutely I'm would not, not. <laughs> I'm not going, I'm not going to Los Angeles. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, the all-star game is not, it's not, it's not a thing anymore. It's, and, and now they got rid of the uniforms. Uh, they don't wear their home team uniforms. They wear like these these homogenized, one color uniforms. They look ridiculous.
1: Well, I can never remember if it's the Home Run Derby or the game itself. They kind of go back and forth. One of them, they wear their real jersey. No, one no, them, no. They that's wear, what I'm saying
0: is the All-Star okay. game, they used to wear their regular uniforms, and now they don't.
1: Uh, okay. It's not Well, not- another reason not to attend live, but to bet it live.
0: Of course. Of course. All right. That'll do it for the Bavada At Odds podcast. Uh, Make sure next week we'll recap the open and get into the second half of the baseball season. See what other tales out of school we can tell. Uh, We'll see you next week.
1: And just so you know, folks, even if it's Prime Day, this podcast is cheaper than anything you'll find on Amazon.